1: Good evening and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle Podcast. I'm Sammy Jacobs. TJ Inman will be along with us here shortly to preview IU's final home game senior day against Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Both teams come into this contest at 4-6, needing wins to keep their bull hopes alive. Rutgers is 3-4 and four in the Big Ten. IU is 1-6 and six in the Big Ten. Uh, and the weather for this game, it is supposed to be Awful. Uh, there is no other way to describe it. it. Weather.com has a 100% chance of rain, winds between 20 and 30 miles an hour, uh, 58 degrees at the high, low of 25. So uh, awful, nasty, uh, not conducive to the passing game, uh, you name it. So it's going to be a gross day on Saturday, but uh, this is college football. This is uh, football weather. You've got to play through it. Uh so we welcome in T J Inman to the show. TJ Senior Day. Can you believe it's come up this fast?
2: No. I mean it's it's um you know, it's bittersweet. I, I as exciting as this time of the year is, we know what it means. You know, we know it means that uh you know the, the regular season is almost over and yeah, the bowl games are awesome and um, you know, the college football playoff is great and um, you know, doing these having these bowl projections actually be something that some reasonable guesses at, uh, that's fun, but uh, it it all means that the season is is pretty rapidly coming to a close and that's, you know, we don't like that. I mean, we, we do not like that, but uh, I'm, I'm happy for the, for the guys that are um, completing their careers and uh, you know, there's a lot of really talented players that have done a lot for Indiana university football. Uh, they're going to be playing their final games on Saturday and um, I, I hope that they game. can, uh, final home game, sorry. Yeah. Uh hope that they can wrap up their Memorial stadium careers uh, with the, with the victory and do it on a positive note. Um, you know, winning on senior day is, it's just, it's always going to make the festivities uh, remembered with a little bit more of a uh, fond memory. If you can come out on top and, obviously the stakes are very big beyond just uh sentimental part of senior day. Um, you know, the stakes are very real where you've got, uh, you know, you've got two teams that are both uh, still hoping to make a bowl game. Indiana and Rutgers both sitting at four wins, uh, both knowing they've got to win the final two weeks to get to a bowl game. Uh, Indiana does have the easier matchup uh, in the final week of the season, but you know, it's, it's certainly, uh, possible that Rutgers could, could win both of their final games, and it's definitely possible Indiana could uh, could beat Rutgers and then go to West Lafayette and beat Purdue. Uh, but a loss on Saturday for either side, and those dreams are over. So, um, you know, the stakes are, are big. They're not, neither team is playing for division title, neither team is competing
1: for anything on a
2: national stage. But for both of these programs, the stakes are high.
1: Yeah, and you're exactly right. Um, There are a lot of players going through senior day. I'll go through them quickly. Kenny Arnold, Ben Bach, Simi Cobbs uh, is going through, so take note of that. Chris Covington, Chase Dutra, Fance, Tony Field, Danny Friend, Joseph Gideon, uh, Greg Gooch, Jason Harris, uh, unfortunately going through uh, senior day. Nate Hoff, Lego. Uh, Robert McCray, Darren Meminger, Griffin Oaks, Tigris Scales, Ian Thomas, Jack Trant, Jamie Thompson, Zeke Walker and Damian Willis Jr who is kind of surprised to be on that list but there are a lot yeah. of impact players on that list who you're right these these guys legacies are, are wrapped up in whether or not they can get back to a bowl game this year um guys like Ch- uh Chase Dutcher, Richard Fans uh Tigre Scales they you know they they played a lot of football for IU if they you know I don't want to get ahead of myself um with this week but let's say they go to a bowl game that would be three bowl games in a row three and five years for these senior seniors three and four years for um everybody else so it, it's their their legacies uh as successful um not entire legacies but they'll go down as as one of the most successful senior classes in I If they could uh you know pull the next two games out but let's let's get down to Rutgers uh TJ it is going to be nasty uh nasty out on Saturday if you're at the game yeah. dress warmly you know bring a a rain slicker poncho plastic bag garbage bag tarp umbrella, whatever, um, stay dry and warm. Uh, you know, I, I imagine the traffic is going to be terrible going down to the game, too, uh, as road conditions and construction get just worse when it's raining. But uh, this, the weather is going to make this game kind of match the gloominess of the weather. It's uh, Rutgers doesn't throw the ball well. They're ranked 123rd uh, in, in passing offense. They're ranked 62nd in rush offense. Uh, so that's the, the strength of their team. They have good special teams as well, uh, and, and, a, and a pretty solid defense. But for IU, you know, the, that run game hasn't been where it was the last couple of years—not uh, even close. They kind of got off the deck last week at at Illinois, uh, but Rutgers is is better than Illinois. So we'll see if if this passing offense if they could get uh, Lego going in the in the rain in the and the wind and maybe even have a a healthy Peyton Ramsey to sprinkle in there as, as a changeup, to kind of inject some more life into this running game.
2: Well, I think you, you said it, and that's, that's one of the things that's interesting about this game. Um, And one of the things I I have coming up in my primer, um, which team can be two dimensional Uh, because both teams are pretty much one dimensional. So far this year, Rutgers, uh, it's been all about the run. Um, not that they're amazing at that, but you know they're they're solid. Uh, they're a solid running team, middle of the Big Ten there. Um, you know Gus Edwards has has had a very surprisingly uh, good senior year. I mean he's proven to be a really good player. Uh, he's averaging 4.4 yards a carry. He's gotten the majority of the work here in the second half of the season. Robert Martin, uh, another guy that's going to be heavily featured for them. And then they've got a a couple of younger backs that will see some carries as well uh, to go against Maryland. They had 239 yards rushing uh, and and better than five yards to carry. Uh, If if it's up to them, they would probably run the ball um, darn near every down. I mean, their, their balance is going to be probably about 80 20 uh, unless, you know, game score dictates that they have to throw a lot more. Uh, But if, if they, if they can play the game the way they want to uh they'll run that ball about 80% of the time uh and just use Giovanni Verzegno to you know throw on obvious passing downs um that, that, you know Indiana's been the opposite story where uh they've been unable to get their their running game going uh but their their passing game has you know while not excellent um it, it has carried the offense this season so, uh, which team can establish that other phase of their offense? Which team can, can find some semblance of balance? Uh, I don't think we're expecting either side to be able to, you know, IU's not going to magically be able to run the ball really well. Um, you know, even last week, IU only had, uh, let's see, 3.31 yards per attempt against Illinois. I mean, it, it seemed like they seems like they had a pretty nice day running the ball, but uh, and, and I do think they do. I mean, they had 139 yards of 42 carries, and they were able to get some chunk plays on the ground. Uh, Cole Guest had a couple of real nice runs, uh, which was good to see. I, I'm expecting we'll see more work for him this week. Uh, and Morgan Ellison was able to pound a few short yards carries through there, which is what you're hoping for from him. Uh, but still, despite that not a success, it was just 3.31 yards an attempt. And now you're going up against a better run defense than Rutgers, so we're not expecting Indiana to magically be able to run the ball well. Rutgers is not going to all of a sudden turn into an effective passing attack. It's just about which which side can find some semblance of balance, uh, and whichever one does is probably going to uh, to feel pretty good about their chances.
1: Definitely, and you know, you said 3.31 yards rushing. IU came into that game averaging 3.17 yards per carry. So it's actually an improvement over what they did. Ellison had some good runs. That yeah. includes two, yeah. two kneel downs, one at the end of the first yeah. half, one at the end uh, one at the end of the game. Um, so you take away, you know, six yards there. And it's probably closer to 3.4, uh, maybe three and a half. Yeah. Still not good, uh, but it is improved. And, you know, we'll see. We'll see what the, this team can do uh, with this Rutgers front. Uh, if, if Lego has been named the starter already, we'll see where Peyton Ramsey is at. It seems like he's progressing every week, at least according to coaches' comments. That's what it sounds like, and I think he would add that dimension. I don't think it's split 50-50, but there are times in the game where having him as a changeup I think works, and that's when I use offense been has been the best when uh, they use Peyton Ramsey as a change of pace uh, quarterback, he can throw some short passes. I don't think I use going to try and throw deep all that much, especially in this wind and and weather, but you you never know. So uh, Ramsey can throw the ball short guys got to hold on to the ball. This is going to be, Uh, a game where special teams, turnovers, takeaways, putting balls on the ground uh, is going to make a difference. This is where maybe that rainstorm that they played in against Charleston Southern comes in handy. Uh, uh, Fans remember that the monsoon that came through Bloomington uh, for the the second half of that game, Uh, you know, they've played a bad weather game uh, already. I don't know. Whether or not Rutgers has, but you know, handling the the wet footballs and, and things like that, already they've practiced out in it in the rain this week. So, I mean, it, IU should it shouldn't be an excuse.
2: No, no, and I you know the the takeaways you mentioned there that's something that, the last week it was so good to see Indiana finally uh, decisively win the takeaway battle. Um, you know they had the the interception early against Illinois, but uh, were able to eventually force three, you know, and they had opportunities for more than that, uh, but eventually did capitalize on three most, and they were all in the second half. Um, so, you know, in the, in the final two, uh, really put that game on ice for the Hoosiers. Richard Vance interception and Tigray scales, the, a weird play that Jeff George Jr. just, I'm not sure what he was doing. Um, you know, Jacob Robinson, I think I can't remember if it was Robinson or Hoff, uh, one of the two of those guys got in um, and it's unclear on the replay, whether or not they forced it or, but they definitely forced Jeff George to, to move up in the pocket. When he did the ball uh, squirted out, Tigger at skills, got it. So it was good to see the Indiana defense uh, make the plays uh, that they've been in position to make for, for all of this season, really, and just hadn't made, um, you know, call it bad luck, call it bad execution, call it, you know, whatever you want, Uh, the plays haven't been made by that defense when they have been in position to do so. Uh, So it was really good to see them do that and IU comes out plus two uh, really the first time all season that they've won that turnover battle decisively and it, you know, it helped. uh, Anytime you can do that, anytime you can be plus two or better, you you feel really good about your chances to win. Uh, Rutgers this year, Uh, they are, they have forced 14 uh, turnovers, they've given away 15 of them, so they're minus one on the season, Uh, whereas Indiana, you know, uh, definitely much worse. Uh, So I'm going to be interested to see if this defense is kind of getting that, um, you know, I don't know if turnover momentum is an actual thing. Uh, I know that the coaches feel like it is once you, uh, once you can kind of break through and get a few of them, you you feel like that faucet's on and and it, more are coming, uh, and that, that the players feel that as well. So my hope is that last week uh, Indiana was able to to kind of have that success making those plays, and that that um, you know the plays that weren't being made earlier in the year uh, that all turns around and and finds itself or. As uh, Stan Dockett likes to say, "Water finds its level," uh, whereas eventually it all evens out. So, um, if Indiana can carry the ball on offense, meaning no forced throws by Lego, uh, you know if it's not there, it, it's just not there. It's fine; you can throw it away. Um, and then on on for the ball carriers to, like you said, it's going to be very important to uh, take extra care of that ball in the wet weather. And then if Indiana can force a couple of Rutgers, uh, they can force down into some throwing downs, get some pressure on him, uh, and, and force him into some bad throws or bad decisions and then make the plays that are there. Uh, and then, you know, stripping the ball carriers. Martin and Edwards are both seniors. They'll get the majority of the carries for Rutgers, so you wouldn't expect them to have major fumbling problems. Uh, and they haven't too badly on the year, but who knows? Um, get a couple of those, get a right bounce, fall on the ball. And this is the type of game where you, if you can get a couple of possessions on a short field, uh, you really are able to increase your chances of winning because points figure to be somewhat of a premium.
1: Yeah, and, and you're right about turnover momentum. You know, IU against, against Wisconsin, they had two great chances at, at recovering fumbles, yeah. didn't get them. You know, that's why they call – Bill Connelly calls it turnover lock. You know, it's – it's yep. football is the only sport where you play with a ball that's oblong uh, and it takes funny bounces and it hasn't bounced I IU's way on the turnover battle. You hope that – you know, IU could have had five takeaways last week. You know, Richard Fant oh, drops yeah. a pick six. Uh, another interception that if it's ruled the catch on the field, it's probably upheld. Um that he he probably should have caught. Uh, there was another, yep. you know, another fumble. I I believe uh, on that on on an Illinois player. So you know, yep, the ball George, is yeah. hitting. Yep, the ball is hitting the ground. It's whether or not Indiana's going to jump on it. And um, it seems like they're they're getting the ball out. Uh, they're getting in prime position to to intercept passes now, um, and, and maybe. The, the tide is has stemmed uh, in in this defense's favor. Who, you know, the you, you can't be one dimensional like Rutgers and just run the ball ninety times against IU. You're going to have to throw the ball. Uh, Indiana's defensive front is playing really well. Uh, they yep. I think they're fourth or fifth in the Big Ten in sacks. Uh, you know, Indiana's total defense is, is with thirty one sacks. They played really well. They. They've gotten pressure on the quarterback. You're going to make this kid throw the ball. He's been bad. Uh, it's not. Uh, it's not. A, it's not a secret. He's he's been bad. Uh, Roschino is completing 47 percent of his passes. Uh, he, now he he only has one interception, but he's throwing two. You know, two touchdowns. They don't. Uh, they don't trust them, and uh, at no. some point you're going to have to uh, let it fly with. with with Grishino, and that's where IU could take advantage. And I, I think Hayden Whitehead has played spectacularly. Uh, Griffin Oaks has, has really been solid. And then you have uh, Luke Timmy and returning punts. He, he was handed last week, uh, played very well. So, I mean, the, the yeah. biggest non punt return this week might be catching the ball. We said it uh, a lot of times. Just catch the ball. We'll see. You know, kick return is kick return. Somehow, Devontae Williams. Closing in on fourth all time on on the IU kick return yardage list. Uh, so uh, you know put, put that one together. Uh, Kickoffs wow. have been good. Uh, coverage has been been solid since the Maryland debut and, and we'll see. You know, this is going to be a you know strength against you know, strength, and it's going to be an old time uh, slug it out uh, war in Bloomington. Something that I'm interested to see,
2: uh, and I, I do agree with you on special teams. I mean, since since Maryland,
1: yeah,
2: uh, you know, by and large, special teams
1: unit has played very well. Uh, yeah, outside of the, Maryland and the Penn State game, they've been great.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it makes those two performances just all the more puzzling, particularly the Maryland one. I mean, the, I mean, Penn State, look, you, you know nothing was going right at the start of that game. It was all downhill right at the beginning. Uh, Barkley's a great player, and, and, you know, those things happen. Um, the Maryland one, I'm I, i, I I'm never going to be able to figure out what happened um, to the special teams unit that day where uh, literally everything that could have gone wrong for them did. Uh, and it makes, you know, their performance the rest of the year, uh, like, I mean, that, that's such a clear outlier. It's just puzzling. But um, hopefully it does not uh, anything like that crop up again, uh, and we see another good, good performance from, from every, every phase there. Uh, but what I am interested to see uh, for Indiana's offense is going to be uh, if, you know, if the weather is, you know, as we expect it to be, how much is that going to change the way that the play caller, Mike DeBoard approaches this game, or how much does it change how Tom Allen has him approach the game? Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if Indiana is going to be able to say, well, all right, we'll just, you know, we'll, we'll run it 75% of the time. Uh, I don't, well, you might you might want to do that because of the weather. You might feel like you have to do that. I don't know if any in his offensive line is is capable of uh, of making that a successful plan to where you're not going to be doing anything other than just you know trotting your offense out there, having a, a quick three and out or maybe one first down and then uh, sending your defense out. And, and what Rutgers is going to hope to do is uh, is grind IU's defense down by by you know, controlling the clock, running the ball uh, a bunch and, and having IU's defense wear out to where, uh, you know, in the fourth quarter they, they break a couple of big plays on them and uh, Indiana uh, just comes up short. I mean, that's that's going to be what Rutgers hopes to have happen. Uh, and if Indiana's offense is unable to stay on the field for any length of time uh, because the weather doesn't allow them to pass, then I, I, that is something I'm concerned about is, uh, if the weather prevents the passing games from being much of a factor at all, how does Indiana's offense respond to it? Uh, because so far, to really force the run, it just hasn't worked. I mean, it, it, just the offensive line has not been capable of opening up those holes. So I, that is, uh, that's a big concern for me heading into this one, is if the weather is bad as bad as what it appears it's going to be, uh, how does IU's offense respond?
1: Yeah, and this is a game, TJ, uh, we'll get to talking to some kids to the game right now. This is a game, if IU scores first, and, and you're, you're going to have to score to win, it's obvious, but you're going to have to, somebody's going to have to score a touchdown to win this game, and it might take one touchdown, but you can't. IU was conservative a little early last week, Uh, and and then opened it up. They went for it on fourth and got aggressive, and and it paid off. I believe on all their touchdown drives, they can convert a fourth down play uh, or two of the three of them. I thought
2: they were – yeah, and I thought they were all uh, intelligent play calls on the fourth down. Yeah, it was
1: supreme confidence in their defense uh, and maybe a little lack of respect for for Illinois' offense. But this is a uh, – Rutgers is giving up a lot of fourth down uh, conversions as well, uh, you know, on the year. I think they're, they've given up eight out of 15, um, eight out of 14 on the year. So that's a 57.1% clip uh, Clip there. Yeah, this might be the same offensive philosophy is, all right, let's utilize our short passing game. Get to fourth and one, fourth and two, in good field position, and and just you know try our best short yardage play. They picked up a few on the ground. The uh, the screens uh, or the the flat passes, running backs work pretty well, outside of a few yeah. drops. Uh, the wheel route passes ha- have worked all year uh, on that. Yeah, the, you know that props. I, yeah,
2: props to Devontae Williams because. Uh, while we will continue to be hard on him for the kick returns, which, uh, you know, uh, I mean, we've said (laughs) enough about that, but, uh, and it's not all his fault. I mean, the blocking on it's not good either, but um, he has really carved out a nice role as a receiving back on those wheel routes uh, or the, or flat screen passes. He's, he's done a nice job on those. He's proven to have sure hands he's, he's doing a good job running the route uh and there's been a couple of times where you know he'd have even longer passes if, if the or longer receptions at the passes would have been more accurate um so you know kudos to the to the coaching staff for using that uh that skill set of his for finding that role for him and a good job by him for taking advantage of it because that that's been a it's been a nice uh, part of the Indiana offense and, and he's
1: probably been the best at the backs at it. Yeah. And, and you know, you're exactly right. And it's something that they need. That's you know, sometimes you running game. isn't always running these, some of these passes plays yeah. are extended handoffs and that's what they're going to need to do. Throw it short, yep. make throws that aren't going to be affected by the wind uh, and, and just, you know, chip away at the yardage and get downfield. I I don't know what direction the wind's going to go, if it's going to be a crosswind, uh, or if you're going to have to spend half the game going into it. Uh, Field goals, you know, this might, as good as Griffin Oaks could be, kicking into a 30-mile-an-hour wind is going to severely, severely hurt or limit his range. Uh, And it goes for Rutgers, too. Both teams have to play in the same conditions. Um, it's gonna yeah. it's gonna hurt his range. So you can't just hope to get inside thirty and kick field goals. Uh, you're gonna have to to get deep in the, in in Rutgers territory, and use that same mentality you did against Illinois. You know what? Our defense can stop them, and uh, go for it on fourth down and take some chances. Uh, it, it's not gonna be long passes. I don't think you're, they're gonna chance it all that often. Throwing it up into to heavy winds. Uh, but if they could get, you know, four yards, four or five yards on first down, another couple yards on on second down, you're setting yourself up for two plays on third and fourth down to to get that first down and, and move the chains.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think we'll see a lot of that. Uh, which, again, as you mentioned, it's two parts. It's one part complete confidence in your defense to get the stop, and, and you know, another part. Uh, just a, a lack of, um, not a lack of respect, but just, you know, not fearing uh, what the Rutgers offense can do to you, um, which, you know, sometimes the right play is to say, all right, let's pin them down inside the 10. We don't think they'll get a first down on us and we'll have great deal position. Sometimes that's the play. But I think more often than not, when you're in, in enemy territory, uh, you know, in anything close to scoring zone, uh, and you can get it in below a fourth and four. Uh, you know, I think it makes sense in games like this to, to go for it. Uh, and Indiana was able to do that last week, and I expect uh, to see similar things this week when the Hoosiers get anywhere close to, to scoring territory because uh, those chances are going to be precious, and you got to try to get points on the board when you can. So um, that, that's, that's what I'm looking for. I, I do expect... Uh, you know a lot of seniors on this defense that have seen a lot of time, and they have a lot of pride. Uh, and I expect the defense to have a really good day on Saturday. Uh, you know, the final home game for Richard Famp, for Chase Dutra, for Greg Gooch, for T. Gray Scales, uh, Nate Hoff, um, Chris Covington, you know, Tony Field, a lot Chris of Chris Covington. Yeah, I mean that that's it's just it's a lot of guys that uh, you know have have had a huge impact on IU football and. I really feel strongly they're going to play a nice game, and I really hope they do. Uh, just have a have a really good performance on Saturday, and obviously get the win. Um, those guys have earned it.
1: Yeah, it, it, they have, and this is you stake your claim uh, uh, for your seniors. There's it, it shouldn't take a big pregame speech. Uh, anything else no. other than hey, it's your last game in Memorial Stadium. You know, make this count. And I, I think the, the seniors, uh, you know, they're. I think they're going to play hard. They have all year. There's no reason not to think that. Uh, and, and we'll see. The, the one, there there are a couple things I'm worried about in this game. Uh, and some of them are weather related. It's, yeah. there are forecasts for thunderstorms as well. What happens if this game gets the way is my thinking. You saw uh, Michigan State pull off an uh, upset against Penn State with a Three hours something delay, um, delay there. It just it throws off timing. It, football is such a an emotions an emotional sport where you just get so yeah. juiced up at the beginning of it. You have a delay, all that adrenaline is gone, uh, and you have to you know come out and do it all over again. And it's got an impact play at some point, uh, I believe. So we'll we'll keep an eye on that. But uh, TJ uh, predictions for Saturday. Well,
2: um, you know, given the weather and given uh, what we have seen from IU's offense and from IU's defense, I'm predicting a pretty low score. I'm going with Indiana to get the win, uh, keep their bull hopes alive, get the win on senior day, and defeat Rutgers for a second straight year. Hoosiers 21, uh, Rutgers 13. So Indiana to to have another very nice defensive performance. I do think they forced a few turnovers or takeaways. And – uh, I, I think we'll get just enough from the running game along with a couple of, uh, you know, maybe some slant passes that IU breaks for big games uh, you know, I could see this being a real nice day for Luke Timion um, on kind of short five to ten-yard routes that he's able to, to to make hay on. So Indiana uh, 21, Rutgers 13. I think it'll be a work of art, but I also don't think it'll matter if IU comes out on top.
1: No, this is a game you don't care about the score as long as the Hoosiers come out on top. Uh, yep, TJ, I'm right there with you. I, I texted you this morning about it. It's a 21-14 yeah. IU. Um, if they could get this running game going, it, it's going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, I know that the line has IU by 11, which I think is a little high. That's
2: ridiculous. Uh, going into yeah. this
1: game, the over/under is 49, which is probably accurate. Also- High, I, I think 49 yeah, is pretty high. Yeah, for for a bad weather game, uh, it is, yeah. but yeah, twenty one, I think twenty one fourteen. It's gonna be it's gonna be ugly, uh, but as long as you come out with that W, and you can head up to to West Lafayette, uh, you know, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, looking for a bowl berth. That's you know, it's where you want to be. I mean, you want to have six wins yep. already, but going in. This final stretch, three and six. You wanted to head up to West Lafayette with five wins. Yep. It's all in front of them still. Yep. All right. That does it for tonight's podcast. TJ, thanks for joining us. Uh, stay warm and stay dry on Saturday. I will be down on the sidelines taking pictures. Uh, so hopefully people enjoy those on Sunday. I have invested in a raincoat and uh, ski <laughs> pants. And uh, we'll uh, yeah. might ha- might have to bring a snorkel, but we'll we'll be good to go. Anyway, keep coming to HoosierHuddle.com uh, for all your IU football news and notes. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore Huddle. We're also doing another uh, clothing order coming up here in the next few days. Uh, it should be out next week. I just have to finalize the artwork uh, and all that stuff. So if you're looking for holiday gifts uh, for your Hoosier football fans. Uh, or any IU fans or any sports fans, uh, check those out. Uh, the, the order form will be open for two weeks, uh, two weeks only. Uh, a lot of the same stuff. We did have to change sweatshirts because uh, they don't make the 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 style we had the last time, which is unfortunate because it was really nice. Um, so keep coming back and enjoy another college football Saturday.
2: Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a good week.
0: indeed.com slash match terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed the nba finals are heating up looking for hot takes on all the postseason action the old man and the three presented by bmw is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage host and former nba sharpshooter jj reddick not only has a plugged in perspective on the action from his time in the league but he's also announcing the games in real time for espn